Welcome to the Rising Giants with your hosts, Max and Dom, chatting with the boldest and most inspiring entrepreneurs and investors in the highest potential markets of Southeast Asia. The journey begins in Cambodia. On today's show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sang Seb. Sang is the co-founder of Solendra, Cambodia's first full-scale blockchain, which has been in development and prototyping since 2016. As Solendra now has opened its technology to the world and is beginning to roll out its mainnet over the next 6 to 12 months, Sang is taking the lead with technology development and expanding use cases. Sang is also the CEO of Bitreal, which is a crypto wallet that plays a key role in the Solendra ecosystem. Prior to Solendra and Bitreal, Sang worked in various computer science roles for leading financial institutions in Cambodia. If you enjoyed this episode and would want to learn more about the startup and venture capital ecosystem in Southeast Asia, subscribe to our free Rising Giant Substack newsletter linked in the show docs. Each week, we highlight a recap of the episode, job opportunities, entrepreneurship resources, and links we like, as well as notable VC deal flow and startup news from every country in the region. And now, back to Sang. Uh, talk us through how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Max and Dom, for having me today. Um, I am... Uh, from the remote area actually and i am pretty interesting in the technology back in my time it, it's not so long uh, but because we are in the remote area what i can only hear about technology is like uh, virtual only i never got in touch anything especially computer until uh, i finished my uh, college uh, high school then the only uh, technology that we is available to learn is uh, computer science or information technology. So I am a, I, I enroll a, like, I am a, become a computer scientist a student. After graduated, I work on a, as a system engineer because I'm like back in that time, so much interesting on the uh, networking stuff only. Then uh, I, I like to work in a financial institution uh, sector. Then uh, I become an, uh, then I, after my career as a system engineer, I work in the bank. Then uh, that is the responsible for both uh, mostly on the, the some coding skill require luckily because uh, when i am in the school we learn both uh the school just give you everything and then you gotta pick what you like to learn and uh, become your skill set but i i got to learn it from other people around me uh i get to connect it with good people who are good in uh, both networking and uh, programming during the time so I, uh, then I start to uh, program. It's not like I start to write a program after my school because uh, some, when I get, yeah, first get started, it's very fun. And then later on, like uh, pretty much heavy stuff into it. But it's much more promising on the, the coding that you will see mo much more possibility. Like you can actually make anything from software, from coding. And then after work, like somehow, like uh, I, I work like four years from uh, different 
uh, industry. And then uh, I feel like I'm gonna, I just want to be much more freedom and uh, to be like leading, not to be uh, leading much from the corporation environment. Then uh, I'm gonna connect to uh, Riti in small world. Then we share a bunch of stuff about the the Bitcoin, and then I buy, I buy, I bought some Bitcoin from him, and then uh, we got a chit chat about our background, and then we, we like we say let let's just do something together if uh, if we can find some cross interest on the 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 stuff, and then we were starting the OTC desk. Uh, the project is called Bitreal. Um, I'm leading this, this project and then we, during that time, I've, after work in the technology, I feel like I want to away for a while from the technology. I mean, not writing code anymore, uh, just to be in the operation size. And then uh, because one of the guys lead in the technology left, uh, then I'm back to writing the code and research more on the technology again. Then, uh, since that time, I only handle on the uh, coding skill. And then, okay, back to the bit real. Oh, it's it's it actually is a good thing. We are almost like the first one in Cambodia. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't checked about about it yet. But among the OCT uh, in uh, Cambodia, we we like we get started early and then we want more thing to put in there so we not just want to trade the bitcoin and then uh, we want to have a platform to tokenize the startup because small will also invest in other few other startup and then uh, to get it least in the exchange uh, it's not easy some startup will just want to have a fund, like not not need that kind of fund to put in the exchange, but the fund to to run their business. So we want them to have a platform to tokenize their company and just sell like an option, and then from the crowd uh, funding, it will be enough for them to start or pilot their idea. Uh, back back then we uh, working on the existing uh, blockchain we work on stellar and other more that i'm testing in we pick up stellar because it's not sophisticated uh, blockchain and it's designed for the good in currency trading like that and uh, other tool also available but um and and we have deployed some other few application put in there like customer loyalty and that's some sort of uh cashback program into it then we find some more interest if we want to have like more convenient transaction programmable uh asset into it we need to have the platform at least uh, can run the smart contract and much more feature into it. 
we're looking into the existing blockchain just like ethereum and others is already good it's decentralized a lot of community supporter but i think for small startup it still uh, have a challenge on serving those operation with the current transaction fee from from the the, the blockchain existing blockchain then we let's take another step it's a lot, just like a pastry from the uh, OTC exchange for to the platform and then to have our own uh, core blockchains then uh, take a look on the substrate the same framework that uh, developed the Polkadot, the Kusama and then uh, we gotta form up a team to uh, develop on the new core blockchains that's how uh, Celentra began last year about the uh, on it and then we are launching the testnet as well last year we aim to uh, yeah pretty much we'll talk about Celentra uh, more in the following up question and then mm. now I that that that, that is uh, where we are right now we are a o, o, open source permissionless uh, blockchains even on compatibility okay yeah thank you so much for that background what, what it would be interesting to know like um for the audience you know how how is um blockchain crypto understood in cambodia and to like to what extent would you say you're really one of the first um groups of people to really be trying to drive forward this this new industry back into like a few years <laughs> when you say crypto it's everyone will look at you like scammer <laughs> that is what i understand about the public um, but i got to introduce it to bunch of friends um yeah i forgot to mention that uh, like long time uh, like 2016 if i need to get a crypto i need to go outside of cambodia for like maybe i fly to philippines or i go to uh, thailand to have uh to have a legal transaction there because uh in thailand if you have a bank account you can legally buy bitcoin there that is uh back into that time so in cambodia um we need to uh, in the, we, we need time to introduce people about blockchain or cryptocurrency uh, because the reputation of the cryptocurrency in Cambodia I don't know maybe not just Cambodia but in other places too it's not so good on uh, this uh, in, in this technology in this section so you got to introduce it carefully and mindfully to them uh i honestly i only inter introduce those who are interesting in it uh to learn to know or to know about dive deep into the technology if they just only want to be profit i will will not really spend so much time to uh explain yeah and I from mean, cambodia it, it it's it's like a time frame if you go to like the 2017 if you go back to the 2017, there are a lot of people heard about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency too. 
and then when the market crashed then people just leave it and say it like they have their own reason to uh, give to the cryptocurrency still other people appear with it and then when the 2021 come in in the bear market again then a lot of people are here about it and try to learn about it how do you think like blockchain technology is in, is important for a country like cambodia in comparison to say other other countries um out there yeah we are a developing country um financial inclusive is still a big problem have to be solved but uh it doesn't have to do like um uh, like 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 the the, the thing is uh, once we are in a under like we are developing still a developing country and like the big gap of the financial inclusive is still big the challenge there is how will you educate the public about finance and about the payment uh it's it's really hard if you like if they want to only serve the transaction but if they are uh thinking about the security thinking about the ownership then uh they will embrace and they will take learn more but i i don't know uh, what what i want to say is like um the blockchain has nothing to do with the public user if they don't care about the ownership trustless but even those they are like that still um uh, behind that blockchain we sell them without they are knowing that the blockchain is behind of all those system i i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken the, the national bank of cambodia also has their own the, at the back end side the using the blockchain technology to serve the transaction then from then you can transfer your money from different bank in cambodia uh, at no fee and uh, this can have uh, like serve solve a lot of problem for the public and they don't have to be like they don't have to understand what is the technology behind what is bitcoin what is blockchain but it's really answer to them that they need this kind of solution to solve for for daily life of our daily life and daily uh, transaction okay great i mean i think yeah i mean the the most updated statistics for, for that i see is that like that still in cambodia only 20% of the population has a bank account but there's also a lot of e wallets that people are using now but i think even e wallets is only um 8 million or so so 50% of the population so i think yes so somewhere like cambodia these kinds of technologies um can be used and you can you can leapfrog into this new um system of transacting and verifying ownership um could you talk to us a bit more about how how selender is unique 
and like how they're approaching, you know, building a blockchain themselves and, you know, how it compares to some of these up and coming blockchains out there. Um, from the consensus, once I say consensus is a how your blockchain going to produce the blocks is uh, we use a proof of stake, which is many other blockchain also using it already. And uh, the feature is like uh, if if you talk about the the, the unique feature, um, it uh, depend on how people are going to define. If you only use talk about the consensus, we are not different. We are a proof of stake blockchain technology, which is uh, impress the how to say this uh, global warning or like the, the environment friendly because it doesn't have to have a lot of computational resources to yeah uh, no, i mean like if bitcoin uses if bitcoin yeah, yeah, was yeah. a country being the top 40 for proof yeah. of work <laughs> yeah so but other like on top of that like at the transactional level we because uh, once we form up the team to develop Celentra, the first, very first uh, problem that we're trying to solve is the transition fee. We try to find a way how could we manage the fee the most stable way we can. Like if, if you have to a lot of transactions, in the same block, like at the certain level, the existing blockchain is really like uh, we will will stack for a while. When once you get stuck, like it, it's just like a road. When uh, you go and come back, many people go and come back at the same time. The traffic will be jammed. The same way with 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 technology. The same way with blockchain, that has happened to Ethereum back in 2017. But it doesn't solve yet. When the DeFi boom, a lot of application has been deployed into the Ethereum, you will find out that the fee get higher and higher. So one transaction will cost you like uh, close to 100 sometimes. It doesn't make sense when you have a great technology and it doesn't serve the microtransaction. It doesn't serve the, the 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 small transition. But it's I don't know any other project. It has their own purpose and their own specific problem to solve. So we solve we solve that problem. And uh, the way we solve the jam is to split. Or create a new tunnel. Whenever the traffic or whenever the, the, the transaction is get uh, mass, it will create another tunnel and then like just create a new way immediately and then uh, serve the transaction. In that and in that way, uh, the, the the traffic won't jam anymore. And we set a stable fee. Uh, people can uh, transfer up to. Uh, uh, 
I think um, somewhere 10,000 transaction per cylinder. And we set a governance system. If ever in the future, like in case like like because uh, other token is has this uh, problem too, we can say that because Lentra is cheap right now, and then that fee is no problem. What if Lentra like get higher in price? How can we manage the fee? Because even those is the same fee, the price still higher. Then we we have a governance system that you can vote to upgrade to change the fee if the community is agree on that so so that is the the thing and we're trying to solve and on top of that uh, because we are the blockchain company uh, in the kingdom we don't have many developer uh, so part of the community building i hire a fresh engineer and train them in promise that they will like in for the part of the company they will get some benefit from the token distribution but the skill that we raise our developer is a global skill i mean the future skill that they will use uh, in the future so and how big is your, how big I, is your team currently uh, we seven people okay. that are uh, in in the place and i try to get more people involved in two different categories like in the core blockchain into smart contract team into mobile team into web3 team like 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 that and uh, i hope that we can raise more developer on hand to 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 have that skill in the future, even those they don't want to be with me anymore, but I think they have a great skill to serve other, let's say, other community. Okay, yeah, great. And and what so with with I guess well with a relatively small team right now, and um, but of course you've been building this for uh, a very long time and getting everything set up for for the launch. Um, you said the te the test net will be launching shortly. Um, what what are some of the use cases that you're you're focusing on, like that Solendra is going to be trying to um, to carve out basically? The use case we have a uh, use cases. Uh, we have a partnership with a company, but actually we just like a brother and sister or brother hood uh, company to uh, company. Uh, you 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 heard about Kumpi, right? So part of one project in uh, Kumpi, uh, we call it a Kumpi Wi-Fi uh, project, which is the project that deploy the like the small computational uh, service that serve the Wi-Fi into the school. In on top of that. There is a service like local content storage, then student can connect to it and learn uh, from that resource and also access like the affordable uh, way to access to the internet connection. Then we distribute, distribute our token for them. And then in like 
in exchange to access to the internet connection, they will use that token to uh, pay the subscription. Basically like a payment uh, service to like make them adapt the technology. And then uh, like, like Celentra play a role as a payment uh, in, in, in the, that, that project. We have them on solving the microtransaction. Uh, even though it's in testnet, but uh, it's a good uh, opportunity to have user tribe user on board with a real internet connection, even though it's a testnet uh, token. Uh, next, you have heard about the vitamin air. It is a yeah. Maybe just give give our audience a bit of an explanation of of vitamin air and how you've um. So uh, you, you know you have a second office in the in the in the countryside outside of Phnom Penh. Yeah, the the project is actually planned even when we are here in Vitamin Air. But um, since I talk about Vitamin Air, Vitamin Air is, is now become our primary office for Celentra and other projects too. So we are like in the jungle office working remotely and. To, with our other team in the other area too. So Vitamin Air is a jungle office design uh, at the most eco-friendly as we can. We The one thing that I got to say is we have to be clean. Once I clean, even the energy we use right now, it has to be clean. We have our own solar panel uh, to serve the electricity here. And uh, we use the, like we find a way to have uh, at the most stable internet connection. At this time, I use different modem to combine the service together. So let's say pick up the most famous uh, internet, oh no, the telco in Cambodia, put it together. If one fail, then maybe other can serve better. Uh, we wait until, uh, the Starlink can uh, ship us the satellite, and then that will be we have much, then we might have much more convenient internet connection. At the moment, I think we have, but we don't just we just don't have that much uh, speed like we have uh, like our office in in Phnom Penh yet. So here we focus on the only the technology and like environment. So. Got to be sure that every developer in the same ship have a good ear to breath. They wake up in the morning without worrying what to eat because the food is there. So the only focus is to work uh, toward our goal. That is what I can say about uh, vitamin E now. Okay, great. And how, how's that been for you, like leaving, leaving Phnom Penh and, and living living out there how how has how your team adjusted to that uh for for me personally because i i'm get used to it uh when i was young i am also growing up in the remote country so it's okay for me and even though i'm staying Phnom Penh, some time most of the time i will get off from the office and go like jacking and off-road all those stuff yeah to camping like that so it's, it's pretty much uh, easy for me to adapt. Some of our, our team, 
also the same too because they are also from the provinces different provinces so uh yeah it's a bit challenging if 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 you love your social life in uh, Phnom Penh in the city when you are here all those already cut off but even though you are here right now you cannot access to it because of the covid situation um so no choice <laughs> you gotta be happy where you are right now and i think you are the most privileged person to be here uh, at this situation so everyone is uh i don't know personally even though they said they like it uh i believe that they like it <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's, that's great and um just looking out into the future a little bit what what are some milestones that you expect to achieve at Solendra in the next in the next few years in the next few years i want to see how Solendra go live in the mainnet and serve the community not just in cambodia but it could be like in the public i put into the uh, this blockchain uh, service um we got to do our best on toward our goal and mission that we have mentioned on the roadmap um and yeah i think about community the most when we when when i develop the open source uh like like cylindra so i hope it could serve the community better and one of the option for developer as well when they want to develop the affordable uh free blockchains application decentralized application and defi and other service put into it they will consider the uh, Celentra blockchain one of those uh, option and through what platforms uh can people go and get uh educated specifically with Celentra as um we are familiar with there's a telegram group for example that can go into more detail about um learning about the white paper and any cylinder specific questions um are there other outlets in which uh the audience could go and visit to learn more about the project um cylinder i have a different channel that they can learn from we on we don't we don't talk specifically only Celendra. We talk any uh, opportunity that can be served inside the Celendra. Um, we actively talk on the clubhouse uh, weekly about the the anything blockchain. We talk about DeFi. We talk about the NFT. We talk about the exchange. We talk about the token in there, and people can like ask any question. Ask any question that even though they don't understand anything, we try to explain the best way we can into it. Also, we write up on the medium too. Every, I mean, if they miss the 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 talk show, they can always find the. The, the information in the medium we, we write up there. And if they want to get instant uh, response, like connect with our team, they also can join the Telegram channel 
community channel like uh we have few people out there to voluntary answer the question plus the board the cilantran board is to answer the existing question uh instantly when they are uh, asked the same question the the answer is already there great thank you so much for sharing that maybe to um to back up a little bit and taking a look at the overall ecosystem in cambodia what could you talk to us about your perspective on the overall attitude or culture towards entrepreneurship in general in cambodia um i'm most likely on the technology side yeah i've been investing in few other small small uh, business what i have learned is um i only learn the startup when i am in the startup field so the best uh answer is uh it's so it's so different uh, from the the business like the small business and uh startup so um to be to be the startup is first the culture and relationship with your founder and your core team like we don't got to have a lot of people work with cut off the barrier i mean the hierarchy you got to talk like build a culture that anyone can talk straightly to uh anyone in the team in that it will solve solve a lot of problem on speed up the project when you can once you develop the project fast then you can deliver product into the market um, much faster and another one is the power of the consistency if you are like you keep the you keep working um the hardest thing you can uh and stay the same like and and stay consistently not the same uh, that is what i can say for now great and maybe more specifically looking at startups what do you think is one of the major challenges that startups need to overcome uh in order to be successful and successful is a little bit subjective it can be uh maybe going to product or going to market with a product or fundraising um i i can i will let you just uh define that and and how you see but it would be interesting to know uh from your perspective what is that what what you see as being the number one challenge for startups in the country um uh, my very first uh thing is like the how to say this like the bulletproof startup or like to make the successful startup is a startup can survive at any situation longer as much as it can uh let's say go with um uh, situation how many startup and business get like lay off and so for me it doesn't have to be a big or how much money 
they make. Uh, but to be a successful startup is a startup that is can be survive at any situation. This is a, at the very first ground. And then um, once you can survive, you strong in any situation, then uh, you can like uh, ex explore to the market. And another thing that I cannot, I don't have an experience yet on this, but I really working toward that. The, the most, the, the, the successful startup, it has, it should have its secondary market. I mean, if the startup is making in Cambodia, it doesn't have to serve in town because this is like, this is my hometown. I know the way how I'm going to survive. How will this startup could be in, let's say in Myanmar, in Thailand, in Laos, if this startup could be survived in the other secondary market, that is, that, that is the successful startup should be. Great, and thank you so much for that. And maybe just to 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 close out uh, this section, what in particular are you excited about um, for the projects that you're working on over the next six months? Is there anything in specific that stands out, or are there a couple of things that you're excited about? Six months is pretty short, but I'm really excited about the project that we are about to release to the public. It's about the uh, bit real application, decentralized app. They, it, they are three features are going to be available. Uh, first is the decentralized exchange, I mean, the, the, that powered by the automatic market maker. People can trade uh, the asset, the token inside securely, like at a very secure level, not uh, compared to the centralized exchange. Second is the liquidity provider service. Uh, people are exchanging the token in the, the, the market, but people really can uh, provide if they don't want to, if, if they are aiming to hold that token long-term, they can join the community by providing liquidity provider and earn more incentivize from, from that. And third is about the, the, the farming, I mean, the yielding uh, protocol. Once they lock, they also can uh, use that liquidity provider, provider token to, to earn other tokens too, if they lock it in the long term, so the the APR will calculate it based on per block and that. Um, we're going to release the testnet in the next few weeks. So if there is no bug, not high risk bug, then we're going to release it uh, within that 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 period of the mainnet application. Great, thank you for that. And as we go into our last section where we will be uh, discussing some of your habits and advice, uh, something that we want to, to come in with is, uh, is to ask you a, a question or two that are you know, completely unrelated to Solyndra or uh, Vitamin Air or any of the other projects that you've been working on. It's, it's just to have a little bit of fun. Um, and one of those questions is, 
if you had to pick uh, a representative from Earth to meet with aliens, who would it be and why? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, if we, we compare like the, the people to alien, because I never met alien in my lifetime. So, and I don't know the like exactly the characteristic of alien, but I can say that people were, access by technology by tool uh, which is extremely like become a more supernatural human oddity so i don't know how i i don't know what is the difference the people uh, human and alien because i only know about human and then I don't know what aliens like, so it's so hard for me to to give the answer. <laughs> no, fair enough, and it's it's true. It's Honestly, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so abstract to think about. It's uh, exciting at the same time, but you're right with how far technology has come. It it seems almost alien in what we're <laughs> you know coming into uh, contact with every day for around technology. Um, maybe still sticking to space, but uh, a different question is, um, on what timeline should humans be inhabiting Mars? When do um, you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, like I love space. I love maybe, I hope that I can like uh, join the space travel someday, but Earth is the first primary choice to live for me in my lifetime. I don't really think about other planets yet. And um, because too much problem to solve on Earth. <laughs> I should not, the, like choosing the secondary planet is not my option in my timeline. No, completely understand. So as, as Earth is the main focus and kind of bringing, about to, bringing it back to Earth and thinking about um, your day-to-day, -day, what are some of the habits that you install in yourself to stay self-accountable or motivated? Yeah. Um, to like uh, self-accountable is to be consistent on the building the habit of uh, life. Um, you got to keep the like, I mean, the the stable relationship with people around you. I mean, you got connect to your family, you connect to your friend. I still have a friend since like the friend in high school, the until university until now the way we meet the way we talk to them is the same way when we were that time i mean accountable self-accountable life accountable is to have the strong relationship to other people around you especially your family and you got to know yourself better 
um, to know yourself better is to spend your time with yourself. Try to dive deep into you, into like what I did is to um, to understand myself, what I really need the most, what what make me happy and what's not. And once you know that, uh, I think the external will have less power to disrupt distract you from from anything that make you not happy about mm -hmm. and so in, in taking that how do you handle adversity and doubt maybe within a project or maybe uh, within personal life um um like it is really kind of uh, related to the self accountable accountability um you once you work with people they are distract they are things and there are many things you learn about and going to learn more um to handle it is like uh, um it's 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 depend on the situation sometimes it's also de depend on the things that you are working on right now yeah i can sometimes can be completely dumb sometimes and sometimes like can be uh like no those that you are explaining about um be uh, humble if you cannot be anything else uh, to learn from other people first at least if you cannot giving an advice you maybe you can learn about the people mostly uh, I spent my time to listen people's story now in my time to at least you know, sometimes I don't have to understand the problem. I understand the people. That is my goal. Yeah, that's very, very important in understanding people and working together as well. And thinking about all of your previous successes and the hard work that you've put in, what would you say has been your biggest failure? And from that failure, what did you learn from that experience? I think back in the 2014, I used to join the venture startup of the Philippine and Singaporean company. And when the thing is not go right, um, they have to stop it immediately. And I get a huge impact on pretty much losing myself and my focus and my uh, saving too because I don't have like during that time like I lost almost myself um, then I got to meet like people and 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 yeah biggest fella is when you have only yourself at the tough situation so what I have learned from that mistake is to 
put trust on the people easily by belief in their promise. It's got to do a lot of. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that I don't trust people easily, but uh, I'm still open that to 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 the people. But what you need, what I what I need, what I learn is not to give authority of my day or of my life to be controlled by the people, other people. So no matter what happened, uh, I have the right, I have the ability to to make a decision, whatever I want to do to me. That, that is my experience. Thank you. And our traditional closing question that we like to ask each of our guests is, what's the most important piece of advice that you've ever been given? Given to me, right? Yes. I met, I met one of my mentors uh, talk to me to define life, to define what is the basic need of life. And it's really uh, important to me and people, other people should uh, learn from it too. So the advice that was given to me is uh, the basic life, basic need of life. What, what is the best need to live? Like in order to survive, what do you really need in 24 hours? Like you need a meal, you need a dress, you need a place to sleep. That's it. That is the very first uh, basic need. You got to find something to fulfill it that this this at this uh, level first and if you can find the happiness if you're happy enough with with this kind of basic need if this kind of basic need won't pressure you that is already life that is already happiness that you can find on then you will gotta free your mind and then when you have when your mind free, then you can use that kind of energy to think about any other things at all. Great. And thank you so much for taking the time today to come on to Rising Giants and share your journey as well as to talk about Solyndra, Vitamin Air, and the other projects that you're working on. We really appreciate your time again and we look forward to seeing all of the developments that will be happening in the next uh, six months and, and into the future as well. Yeah. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, uh, Max, for having me today. <laughs>